Doc Leeson here, the podcasting beast from the East. Just here after some dreadful news last night. The guy who... It was yesterday afternoon. Well, I didn't hear it until last night. I mean, it was really sad either way. The guy who became one of the biggest icons in football post-coaching career, Mm -hmm. John Madden, uh, passes away at the age of 85. Uh, Legendary coach, legendary broadcaster, his quotes and slogans. The voice of multiple generations. Multiple generations. Uh, I remember playing Madden 96 and just hearing that boom! You know, oh, wow. And here we are, 99,000 years later, still playing the game with all these scrub commentators. Well, I mean, it, it's not what it used to be. We can it's definitely not. That. No. But it's the fact that it has the brand of Madden behind of it. Course. Of course. That makes us come back. To play for well, have Doc play for more. Um, I can't. I'm sorry, folks. I can't. I've always loved it. I actually was playing it this morning. Actually, um, <laughs> I just think that you know the game has evolved so much, um, and they it's like they take away things that you love and put in this crap that you don't really need. Um, but you know, definitely, you know, our prayers, our well wishes, our condolences uh, to the Madden family tree. I'm sure it's pretty big. Uh, 85 years on this earth. Yeah, um, he lived a full life, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, to to definitely a satire uh, behind it all. Uh, Doc, uh, all I wanted yesterday was for it to be Tuesday. And you was adamant to celebrate my birthday. And now this happened. <laughs> wow. What? That's not. That's not a. That's not something that I'm going to warrant with the comment. Uh, but how was your birthday, sir? It was the drizzling. It made me realize that you have to appreciate your morality. And your mortality, uh, because you never know when it's going to end. And you know what? You have to also appreciate those that are close to you, even if they're not family. So I want to give a big shout out to Doc here uh, for the constant reminder that it is my birthday and I should be happy about it. So I do appreciate you, brother. I do love you as well, too. Uh, shout outs to your wife as well for. The shout outs on Marco Polo hashtag. This is not an ad. This is not an ad. Uh, shout outs to uh, to a man downtown who also sent me a birthday. Oh God! To um, no, had a chance to had a chance to watch a money grab movie. I thought it was no. entertaining for what it was. Um, that's what I got mean, you in your feelings, really. That movie. No, <laughs> no I do. I do exactly what I was walking into. 
Oh, um, but, you know, woke up this morning and similar to Doc, who wants to take 2022 and make it his own. I just want to make the next five years my own, too. And let's see if we can build something here. And, you know, even if it's me doing it by myself, I'll just do it. You know, do it. About that. Uh, you know, we appreciate you, man. Um, hopefully, you know, others will learn to appreciate you. But if they don't, uh, as the Instagram post I sent you earlier said, you can't bring people up that don't want to go up. Uh, so you'll it's see that video so later. As people wanting me to help them get up, they just want to take. And that's the issue that I have. That but take is for them to go up. <laughs> we have some football news. Some yes. good, some bad. Um, let's start with the building part, though, which is interesting that you said that. Um, yes. You, you like Jaguars. That I'm placing no, that, that was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Jaguars looking to build upon the dismissal of Urban Meyer. Um, they have requested permission to interview six coordinators. Of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive and defensive coordinators, uh, Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. Dallas, Col- Dallas Cowboys offensive and defensive coordinator, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. Uh, Indianapolis defensive coordinator, yeah, I know. Matt Eberflus and Green Bay Packers Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. I was not a huge fan of the Dan Quinn request. Um, I'm not a I, big fan of the Kelman Moore request either. Um, I mean, for for head I don't coach? know. I feel like Kellen for head coach. I feel like I feel like Kellen Moore. You know, this is what his first year being a coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jaguars would do a better job just hiring Jason Garrett. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. Um, not to say that Kellen Moore can't do it. I mean, no, but it, it's it, it's so early. Like, you're, yes, you're, and and, you know, and maybe he could surprise us. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, disarm him or try to lower down his value, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like you're, I said. Like, I mean, he, he plays with a franchise who's you know, owner wants to take so much control and I don't know. It, it's hard for me to want to um, I don't know, man. I don't know. That but one the, doesn't yeah. sit right. But something but that doesn't names, sit right though. with me, though. Something, and I'll let you finish with the other names in a second, but something that doesn't sit right with me, where is Eric the enemy? I feel like Eric the enemy... I want him to get a quality job. Like, I don't want him to get a job that's, and maybe this is one of those situations where he doesn't want to be interviewed with the Jaguars because it's, it's tough. Like, like I wouldn't, like, granted, I know getting the head coaching job is a big thing. It's only 32 of them, like we know it. But it's like you want an opportunity where you know you're going to succeed or, or have some opportunity to succeed. Okay, I was like, because success isn't, isn't guaranteed. It's really hard to. It is, <laughs> but it, you you would have to make sure 
No, granted, granted, the Jags, they seem like the type of organization that's, you know, they want to win. They want to turn it around. You know, the general manager, the ownership, it seems like they're really invested into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could be a, a clean slate. I mean, obviously, you're going in behind a really, really bad regime, which is the reverse of going in, you know, behind behind a legendary coach. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, when I look at some of the other names, you know, Doug Peterson, Jim Caldwell. Um, these are, these are guys that, you know, came in and can change the culture of a team. Um, I kind of like the Peterson, I kind of like the Peterson idea. Um, Eric Bianmi is being considered according to DraftKings Nation, uh, for the Raiders head coaching job, but they also said the same thing about the Jaguars one. So I don't know how dependable they are. Yeah. So I I can see Eric Bianmi and the Raiders. Only reason, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I wouldn't want to play the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, I just wouldn't want to stay in the same division as the Chiefs. Um, I would want to go far away. You're always gonna be tied to it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the, like go somewhere. The, the announcer's always gonna end up tying True. back, right? So it's not exactly. really much you can do about it, especially if your team is facing off against the Chiefs. Like, well, he's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree, and da 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 da, and will he win it? And here's the record wow. of all the former coordinators under right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that part. Now I will say this: uh, I think for Eric Bieniemy, wherever he goes, he has to make sure he has that speed receiver. So if I'm Eric Bieniemy. I'm looking out for the Minnesota Vikings job. I um, think him going to the Vikings would be a godsend for that. Franchise. Yeah, if he goes to the Vikings, you know, and he got, you know, Mr. Greedy himself out there, all this, you know, Greedy. Ladies and gentlemen, Doc is doing the Greedy live on air. This oh, my God. Happening. If Eric Manami takes over the Vikings, I think that would be a great what? opportunity. If Eric Manami does that, Doc has to do the Greedy. Instagram. I like I that idea. I can't do it. I like that idea. Let us, Let's you see. know what? I'm not going to ask the folks. That's going to happen. If, if Airbnb <laughs> gets the Vikings head coaching job, Doc is going to do the gritty for the ground. Looks like the NFL PA is discussing potential changes to the COVID 19 protocol. <laughs> It's going glaze over there. <laughs> oh God, Doc leads into the gritty, ladies and gentlemen. That's just as bad as everything <laughs> else going on. A record 106 players were placed on reserve COVID 19 list on Monday alone. Yep, it was over um, 400, almost 500 now, in the last uh, 10 to 5 days. Yes, it's a lot. Uh, so. Earlier this month, the NFL updated its COVID-19 policy to allow vaccinated individuals to test out of protocols more quickly. Um, yeah, that's no good. Um, it's not. It's yeah, not. Unvaccinated, so unvaccinated players currently must miss 10 days if, they're test po- if they test positive for the virus. Um, I'm, I'm just not sure, man. Um, Again, this goes, you know, and... Of course, the, it was asked during the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I'm not going to use it as a reference, but you mm-hmm. know, Aaron Rodgers was like, this is kind of what I was talking about. Like, vaccination yeah. didn't really work out. People who are fully vaccinated are getting COVID now. People who, right. you know, aren't vaccinated and didn't have COVID prior to the season to begin and now has it again. Like, 
and this is this kind is, of um looking real like uh, uh real like NBA last year. No, this is looking that real elite football league-ish, man, where it is the stars are gone and you know you got no- nothing but young players and, I mean, and rookies left. <laughs> Ian, Ian Book is an EFL is an EFL player. Obviously, Roger Goodell had the opportunity to watch some EFL games. All right. Oh my like, god. He was like, you know what? This thing is an absolute gold mine. But how gold can I mine. have the people? Yes, you the people to tune in to some EFL action. You know what? Unleash Corona Chan and let's have yeah. some EFL football. Shout out to John Madden. Right. Rest in peace. So yeah, yeah. So just some notables here. We got obviously, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean were placed on. Mike Evans, obviously, um, you know, head coach Bruce Arians placed on. Um, then we had Carson Wentz placed on, and yeah. the Colts are in such disarray that they reached out to freaking Philip Rivers. I mean, my goodness, Johnny I mean, Philip Rivers. I mean. I can't fault them. This is week 17. They're trying to clinch a playoff spot. You know, they have and they, they still have t- an outside chance of winning the division still. I mean, so you bring a guy who happen. hasn't played in 20 weeks. I mean, let Sam Ellinger do it. Give it you gotta hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor 40 times and just let him ride. Let, let it ride, ride, right? Yeah, let it ride. Like, I mean, throw some short passes sounds, in there. It's real uh, 21. Let it ride. Right. <laughs> Let it ride. Uh, hand that ball off. You know, obviously, they you know, they got a tough game, but <sighs> let it ride, man. Hand that ball off to Taylor, throw in a couple play actions, throw some screens, you know, hit T.Y. on some quick passes and, and get out of there. Yeah. Get out of there. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll but... see what happens because week 17 is coming up soon and I mean, there's going to be a lot of movers and shakers. Um, we got people who are about to get eliminated. Um, and, you know, we have teams that are just trying to establish their dominance, quote unquote, because this, I mean, let's real quickly, Doc, has there been a team this year? And no, I don't want you to be yourself when it comes to the Bucks. I just want you to be honest. Wow. Has there been a, has there been a team this year that has been truly dominant? Because I don't think so. No, a lot of teams have scored the bye on some games. Um, I think the closest team would be the Packers, I uh, guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we're looking just at the scores and not by the gameplay, I mean, you could throw the Cowboys in there. Again, if you're looking by the scores and yeah. not the gameplay, we're <laughs> well, um, not casual, so I right. Not um, trying to disrespect our casual listeners out there, but so the, the answer is no. I mean, the Super Bowl is wide open, and anybody can go in and take it. The matchups, you know, are, are the matchups are what's going to draw, you know, the Super Bowl this year. Because like you think about it, you know, the Bucks versus any of those other NFC teams, you know, with the of maybe like the 49ers because we haven't played the 49ers. Yep. Um, but Bucks versus Rams, they could they might beat us free, but they don't have Deshaun Jackson this time, so that might help. Uh, but OBJ could get over the top. 
Um, you got, you know, Green Bay Packers. I mean, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, and Green Bay Packers depends is still on what... without their best offensive lineman, uh, one true. of the best linebackers, and I believe That's one true. of their safeties who was hurt too. And so, I mean, and they still so look this... really, really good. Rasul Douglas has, you know, looked absolutely awesome. So this is where I, it kind of comes back to where I said yesterday off the stream, I was like, man, like we have to really get ready yep. just in case the, the Cowboys actually make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We have to get ready. No, um, but speaking of being hot here, yeah, because they're going to be a big parade and it's going to be marked right already down the street. It's already a big parade because they're making it to the playoffs. Oh, my God. But let's go here to the David Carr all-rookie team of this season. This is the – oh, no, this, this is, is just player just ranking from week seven. This is from week 17. Or is this for the whole season? This is this is for – This week? is his all-rookie all team for the year. For the year. Okay. For the year. Okay. Uh, so that quarterback, he has Mac Jones, obviously. You know, who else was he going to put? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know who else could even. Nobody Thank else has really done anything. Yeah, for running back Javante Williams, um, you know, who has been running right next to his running mate Melvin Gordon. I mean, not too many rookie running backs outside of the next Najee Harris, who's um, pretty much who, been everything for the Steelers' offense. Honestly, like, let's yeah, just be honest I about think, that. I think Harris is going to thrive in a new quarterback regime. Um, obviously, we got here Jamar Chase, um, who's actually, you know, really, really clicking him and Joe Burrow, you know, was, have a, a really like, good chemistry. You know, they're still in uh, college with the amount of passes that they've been completing with each other. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Waddell, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, leads all rookies at 96 receptions. Um, and like I said, it's close to breaking some rookie records. Yep. Um, I think he just needs five catches to break Anquan Bolden's rookie record of 101. And then um, I think I, I think he needs one more, one or two more eight catch games to pass Jerry Rice. Uh, yes. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's remember, going. Remember, remember when they were like, "Man, that was a terrible pick." Like I said yesterday, that was me. Um, not terrible. I just felt like he wasn't worth a top fifteen pick. Like I would have traded down for him, you know, in the later rounds. But um, when I look at you know some of the other receivers, I just didn't think he was top fifteen. But he proven me wrong. I, I know he's got the heart because he went out there despite being hurt in that bowl game or that championship game, and championship they had to game, sit him yep. down. Kyle Pitts, obviously, um, the only bright spot for the Falcons right now. Outside I don't of even know. Patterson. He's the only bright spot. The, <laughs> right the Patterson hate is real, folks. Yeah. Center Creed Humphrey from the Chiefs. Um they needed help offensively. Uh, so him and Trey Smith helping the Chiefs, you know, regain that. Yeah, and, you know, and it what, took a few. It took a few games. Like we knew what was going to happen with a new offensive line. Like it took a few games, but once they finally yeah. found their groove, I mean, now we kind of seen the results, folks. 
boom. Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, Holly Sorted coming out of college, USC. The Jets needed a, a freaking lineman, and they got one. They just had to piece the rest of the uh, line together, Yep. Uh, stay healthy. And I, I really just think it's just a matter of them just growing and getting better. Um, I don't know if, you know, this quarterback is the right guy. Let's see what happens next season. You know, um, I know he's been hurt. Um, it's it's really we'll hard because, see. like, the ownership wants them to, like, win now, but they don't have the pieces mm-hmm. to win now. And that's they don't have the piece. kind of the problem with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, you got offensive lineman here. Offensive tackle Rashawn Slater from the Chargers. Um, very, very impressive season. Uh, yeah, he, know, he played uh, really, really well. And Justin Herbert has been able to, you know, have some time in the pocket to, to really find his player. So it's been pretty awesome. And rounding off, um, Panay Sewell from the Char, uh, from the Lions, from the Lions, absolutely, uh, from Oregon, been a beast. Um, you know, eighty-seven point one run blocking grade. Uh, obviously, six-five, three hundred thirty-one pounder is is you know impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's definitely improved. Obviously, he's a rookie, you know, just like, like, like I said, last season when we got freaking Tristan Wirth, you were so I happy. said, I'm telling you, I was like, I've always wanted an Iowa lineman. Like, I would just watch Iowa and Wisconsin linemen just fly out the board. I'm like, oh, my God, I want one of those guys. But Penesuel is putting Oregon on the map as a place where linemen can thrive. Um, because usually with Oregon, it's like, you know, they're agile, you know, they do run that zone scheme, you know. Um, so it's like he's putting a stamp on Oregon's ability to develop linemen, which is awesome. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, um, I think this is a pretty solid list. Um, of course, yeah, I can't is. wait to find out the true list when it comes out, but I figured we should at least acknowledge. A list of that course. happens. <laughs> of course. But Johnny. Let's move over to this hardwood really quickly here. Because sure. King LeBron James has become the number three all-time scorer. 36. Actually, he's a th- or obviously the third player to reach 36,000 points. Um, sir, I mean, he's number three. He's been number three in scoring, actually. He's just surpassed um, the 36,000 threshold. Um, really? Because the way that people kept talking, they made it sound like he was the all-time leader in scoring, period. But the day, so I'll say with, with the way that they were on their knees showing their appreciation to their king. So I'll say this. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna respond to that. <laughs> I'll say this. LeBron has reached thirty six thousand, and looking at the top two players, obviously Kareem and Carl, the mailman alone. LeBron has reached thirty six thousand, and I guess this is why it's so impressive. He's reached thirty six thousand in less games. Uh, okay. Less games than Kobe. Um, you know, <laughs> actually, he reached thirty six thousand and less game than Kobe reached thirty three. Um, and 
I don't know if he has 1,560 games in him <laughs> left in his career. Um, because I think that's the other way he'll be able to pass these other guys. Uh, I don't think he'll – I mean, we're talking about – Malone, maybe. I think Malone, he might be able to score, you know, 927 points before this season ends, possibly. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. know. With the way he's been that in he's and out been, of the lineup. I mean, he's been playing, you know – I mean, people are saying, well, he's playing like he's back in year, uh, when he was 23 years old. Here's the problem. I don't think we so. We keep talking about <laughs> Father Time and Father Time being undefeated. But everyone wants the Lakers to win. They're going to keep putting these little nuggets out there, keep throwing these little, oh, well, he's the third person to pass 36,000 points. But they're not looking at how the Lakers are playing. The entire roster is in disarray. Uh. Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Uh-huh. Is playing like a shell of himself, which yeah, is, he really which is. unfortunately is a compliment. <laughs> oh god, he really is though. It's really, really bad. Um, I, I'll agree with that. And it's and, really, and we're really t- sitting here talking about oh, LeBron still needs to do more. The whole reason why they got this team is so LeBron could coast through the regular season, get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then play the way he's playing right now. This is LeBron yeah. playing his last year in Cleveland again. Yikes. And now he is vulnerable because he has injuries now. Yeah, big time fact. Yeah, he, he didn't he, have those injuries before. He didn't have those injuries before. Yes, he puts in buku money into his body. Mm-hmm. But guess what? He's now running up and down the floor more. He's now having to exert so much more effort because his team isn't isn't matching up to his pace, not even a quarter of his pace. They're just like, well, we have LeBron James. We good. So we got King James on our side. We good. And then he gets hurt. And then now people want to blame the rest of the team when he gets hurt or when they lose. And that's my issue, folks. I can understand that. I can understand that. Yeah, no complaints here. But you don't know that's something that else got me uh, that I thought was pretty funny. And maybe you might find this to be funny as well. And then we'll we'll get out of here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephen Curry uh, hit his 3,003, I think, today or yesterday. Um, Trust me, I know because that's all I kept seeing for notifications. I was so surprised, though, to see even a guy that shoots, you know, lights out from the free throw line, you know, shoots up all these threes, you know, mm-hmm. usually leads the team in scoring. He's actually 60th on the scoring list. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm so surprised at that. I thought he would have been a little higher. No. Um, but shout out to him. Actually, shout out to some of the people in the top 40, uh, Kevin Durant. Top 40, James Harden and Russell Westbrook already in the top 40 scores of all time. Um, you know, that, that's amazing. So only four, five players are in the top 40 right now. Of course, LeBron, Carmelo, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. That's what um, that was yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. But 
I mean, top 50, Chris Paul, Joe Johnson now, who's reactive, of course, due to the EBA, right? Elite Basketball Association come into no, fruition. No, Joe Johnson is not EBA level, man. We both know <laughs> Joe Johnson is still a baller. That guy's taking EBA at this point because that age would have him probably 72 in 2K right now. Um, maybe less. Like and Lamar is all the way that people again. This is all about you know people are calling people washed, but they're not really washed. Yeah, that's the people at 2K, folks. Uh, but Johnny, I know the people who heard this podcast on their favorite podcast platform, but if it if they didn't, they can always go to www.happybelatedbirthdaytojohngotti.com. Once again, that's www.debateamongstfriends.com to review this episode as well as all the previous. Be sure to tune in manana as we go over the Thursday night football preview, as well as give you the news, the analysis, and the reads.